Hello, everyone listening. This is the Always Believe in You show hosted by Damon K. Ross. This is the very first show airing right here on 21.6 The Net. I am very excited. The Always Believe in You show is a show dedicated to enriching the lives of youth and young adults and those that work with and care for them. So each week I will be talking about different topics that will be directly related to helping those that work with and care for youth and young adults. And there will also be portions of the show that will be dedicated to reaching the lives of the youth and young adults as well. So I'm, I'm realistic here. I know that you're not going to get youth and young adults to listen to talk radio, or it's very unlikely that you'll do so. So that's why I've got it structured in a way in which you can benefit from listening to the show, but you can also take bits and pieces of the show or parts of the show that you can uh, share with those youth and young adults that you work with. And the way that works is that I'm also recording this through video, and it'll be shown on YouTube as well on the ABIY Show channel. And this will give you the opportunity to show different parts of the show to uh, those youth and young adults that you work with to help them. Each and every week, I'm going to feature some youth that has done something significant in the world, that they've done something to uh, bring about some significant change or invented something or did something to help the social environment that we live in today. And these will be stories from both the present and the past. And what they are there for is to help motivate and inspire youth and young adults when they can see stories of other people just like them and their age range that are doing significant things. And there'll be no excuses. And I will also be interviewing lots of people from various uh, business endeavors and various careers and occupations. It'll be sort of like having a career day each and every week. So I'll interview people and they'll talk about what it is they do, their stories, their backgrounds, how they got into the field that they're working in. And, you know, it, it, like I said, just uh, the, the idea is for you to be able to use this show to show, share with those young people that you work with so they can see something different. You know, maybe they have an idea of a business that they would like to start, but they don't really think it's possible or they don't know what to do with this hobby. And, you know, I'll be interviewing different people. So maybe they'll see someone that turned their hobby into a business. Or maybe it's something that they didn't even think about before. It's something that they didn't even realize was an interest of theirs and their interest is peaked and they may find a different career path. And, you know, maybe just even knowing all of the different types of jobs that are out there. So they'll be able to see that and, you know, gather some inspiration from that. So I'll have the stories of the youth and young adults that have done significant things. And then I will also have interviews with various business leaders, uh, entrepreneurs, and career-minded people. And uh, hopefully, as time goes on, a couple of things will happen. Uh, there will be comments that will be left or questions that will be left on my Facebook pages or on the uh, YouTube channels that I can use to uh, integrate into the show. And as well, I would like for you and to start hearing from all of you listeners out there Stories of people that are doing some great and wonderful things in your communities, in your schools. Share those stories, and I would love to feature some of those folks, some of those young people on the show to, to 
you know, help them, you know, give the individuals that you submit, you know, something so they understand that, hey, you're being recognized and people are finding out about you all over the world. And, you know, they can get some inspiration and be an inspiration to others. So those are some of the things that uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, I'll talk about from time to time uh, my week in review. I work at a therapeutic day school. I help out youth and young adults on a daily basis. So talk about some of the experiences that I deal with and some of the things I have. A lot of what I'll share will be based on uh, information that I get from other resources. I just want to be a resource. Uh, to provide you with places that you can also go to look at things and just, you know, have some fun and uh, do something different. And uh, today I'm going to be talking about uh, starting something new. As I said, this is my first radio show that I'm doing uh, solo. I've been a part of Two Bald Guys and the Microphone, which also airs here on 21.6 The Net. And I've been a part of that show quite a bit. I've been on a lot of uh, episodes. I've been live in studio. So I've got some experience in radio, but this is me doing my own thing, completely producing my own show. Uh, you know, I had to go out and buy microphones, buy all these different types of cords, try to work with these, um, the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, recording uh, equipment or recording software. So there's a lot that went into this that's a little bit different than things that I'm used to doing. Uh, however, uh, you know, you just, you find an opportunity and you go for it. And I remember the day when uh, Coach Papa, who's a ball guy number one of two ball guys on the microphone, he told me that they were starting this radio station and said that their vision was for me to eventually have my own show and uh, thought about it. And it's, it's a scary task. And honestly, I probably should have started this a little bit sooner than I have. But uh, there were some technical things that I have to work on. And, and uh, you know, I'll be tweaking things as we go along. But it was a pretty scary thing. And so that's a part of why I want to talk about starting something new and helping youth and young adults when they want to start something new? What's the role you play and how can you help them better be suited and ready to start something brand new and fresh? So I don't know why I said fresh. I just want to say fresh. It's my show. I can do that. Just having a good time here. Now, moving on to the students. How do you help the students? Students are starting something new, whether it's starting a new year of school or they're starting a new sport, new project, new something. What do we do? How do we help the youth with these situations? Well, number one is be present and make sure you're developing deep connections with these young people that you're working with. Because if you can have that deep connection, they feel supported and that's one of the most important things that young people need when they're starting something new is to feel supported and to feel like there's people there that's going to be with them, that's not going to leave them and abandon them. Number two, amplify what is right and strong with those youth. Oftentimes, we try to push young people into doing things that would be good for them or that's best for them, but the programming that they have in their minds, the thoughts that they have in their mind is one of insecurity, one of uh, am I enough? And, and those are the types of thoughts that hold people back. 
So if you want to help a young person that's trying to start something new and different, you want to make sure that you're putting the right things in their head and you're letting them know what's right and what's strong and what's good with them so that they have those thoughts in their mind as they begin their new endeavors. Number three, reinforce your support and commitment to see them through. Now that that ties closely with the be present part, but this is just going a little bit further. You're reassuring them that not only that you're there, but that you're going to be there and you're going to do everything within your power to make sure you're walking along with them every step of the way as they face these new challenges of starting something new, of doing something that they've never done before. Again, support is so significant and it means so much because while we oftentimes hear about people talking about being self-made successes, that's really not true. I think it's very rare where you have self-made individuals. Anybody that succeeded has done so standing on the shoulders of giants. There have been people within their lives that have helped them in many different ways. Now, when you're going through the fire and you're going after something new and something challenging, it can feel like a lonely place. This is very true. It can feel like a lonely place. And I can understand how some people will have the mentality that says, that I did this by myself. I'm a self-made person because it can feel alone because there are certain steps and things that you do have to do on your own. But that came that came about because of the support that they received from other people, the, the pats on the back, the uh, words of encouragement, the words of wisdom, the advice, the counsel that have been given to individuals that do that. So that is so important. And you want to make sure you're reinforcing your support and letting them know that you're there for them and you want to see them through. Bolster your esteem in your ability to help. Make sure that you are in a good place and that you feel strong enough in your ability to support and help these young people do the great things that they want to do in their lives. It's it's up to us as the adults, as caring adults, it's up to us to make sure that we're we're in the right position and we're in the right frame of mind to help. You know, I deal with students every day, as I said before, and a lot of our students struggle so mightily because they don't have the support that they need outside of school. A lot of them are in situations where you know, just the families are in ruins, whether uh, it's, it's uh, parents that are not attentive enough or parents who aren't strong enough to set the limits that these kids need. I mean, it's in all different, it comes in all different uh, areas, all different directions. And you've got to make sure that you feel good and that you're strong and that you know that you're able to help. If you're not able to do so, it's best to step back which leads me to number five is encourage others in their lives to help see the youth as or help the youth see themselves as strong. And and uh, and you want to talk to the other caring adults in their lives and help them to see the youth that they're working with based on their strengths. And they help to also foster that 
that feeling of, of ability, that feeling of love, that feeling of support so that these young people know that they've got a system, a team, a community of people. I mean, we've heard the saying before, it takes a village to raise a child. And that's what we need to do is work together to see these youth as, as people of strength, to see their strengths, to see the goodness in them, and to see all of the wonderful attributes that they have. Instead of focusing on the negative, we want to focus on the positive. So help other people see them through strength-based lenses, because that will help take these kids a long, long way, as opposed to uh, you know, seeing them from a weak position, if that makes sense. Now, some of the information that I got, I got from a site called edweek.org. So you can go to edweek.org. There are stories, articles, and different things that help uh, teachers and educators, you know, with, with uh, various topics, you know, related to the, the field of education. Now, moving right along next, we're going to have our story that we're going to talk about, where we're going to talk about the uh, youth that is my pick for youth of the week. We'll, we'll call it that. Now, this young man that I'm going to talk about has had a uh, pretty exciting and uh, significant life. Uh, he was born to teenage parents and raised by a single mother for most of his life. Uh, today's uh, about the age of 20. I believe he uh, just turned 20 recently. And uh, he had a lot of uh, a lot of adversity growing up, but this to this day or right now today, he leads a multi-million-dollar global corporation, and he is he is setting a great example for our youth. At 12 years old, Jalen Bledsoe out of St. Louis, Missouri, started Bledsoe Technologies, an information technology consulting business, with the dream of what he defines as hustle tired of poverty. And so he was able to scale his business from a very minimal amount of money into a multi-million dollar corporation. He has uh, over 150 employees. Today, Jalen leads Jalen D. Bledsoe Global Group, a global investment company with a portfolio of companies ranging from high tech to real estate. He also formed Flare Digital Agency, a full-service consulting agency focused on innovative strategies for growth to Fortune 500 companies and celebrities. Uh, Jalen has worked with people such as Steve Harvey and Jordan Sparks and Fortune 500 companies such as Ford Motor Companies and AT&T, in which he was in a commercial for AT&T. Uh, outside of his leadership at the Global Group, Jalen is committed to preparing future generations for success with access to every necessary tool and experience in the areas of entrepreneurship, entertainment, financial literacy, and technology. Driven by his mission, he founded the Bledsoe Foundation, which makes, which makes the task of reality through its investments, research, and programming. In addition to his work at the Bledsoe Foundation, Jalen serves on the board of several organizations impacting millions of youth and young adults on an annual basis. He serves on the board of the Matthews Dickey Boys and Girls Club. That's where I played football when I was younger, by the way. I'm from St. Louis. Multitasking Hearts Corp. Notes for Life, AT&T, and Special Advisor to Jordan Sparks, The Mad Girls, Inc., and has previously served as the president of the National Youth Rights Association. 
as entrepreneur who's defining and living out the new American dream one day at a time, Jalen has spoken to millions of audiences across the country. He has been a feature keynote for organizations such as Facebook, Google, Stanford, I'm sorry, Stanford, Verizon, Harvard, Walt Disney World, NSBE, Steve Harvey, or Steve and Marjorie Harvey Foundation, and the White House. He is often found speaking on entrepreneurship, the hustle, the dream, financial planning, innovations, business leadership, diversity, and inclusion in the workplace and academic environments, and Gen Y and Z marketing. Jalen has also appeared on The Steve Harvey Show, The T.D. Jake Show, and in publications including NBC, Ebony, Huffington Post, The Daily Mail, and Black Enterprise. Now, why did I choose uh, this young man, Jalen D. Bledsoe, as my first teen of the week or first youth of the week? It's because Jalen Bledsoe is my cousin. Now, I I don't know Jalen as far as being around him very much because, again, there in St. Louis, he's much younger than I am. But I, I do remember being around him a little bit more when I would travel to St. Louis a little bit more. And I remember the last time I remember really, really being around him, he was around 10 or 11 years old and he was a little bit of a knucklehead. Uh, But you can tell he was a really smart kid. And uh, it's just great to see what he's turned out to be and how he's uh, doing. And I mean, he's doing phenomenal. I last time I spoke with him was about three years ago. I I called him up and asked him if I could use his story in some of my uh, motivational speaking for youth and young adults. And uh, he gave me the his blessing. And, you know, we talked for a little bit and I haven't talked to him since then. But he's doing some great and wonderful things. And I'm going to have more stories. Uh, and if there's websites with this much detailed information, I'll share as much detailed information as I am with him. I'm on his website, which is jalenbledsoe.com. Uh, just reading through his biography. But again, um, you know, there are a lot of amazing young people that are doing some amazing things out there. And I just want to be able to highlight those and help these uh, young folks that you all are working with out there be able to see and learn about some of these young people, their age and in their age range that are doing these great things so that they know they can do it too. I mean, he came from very humble beginnings. I mean, I remember his cousin as a uh, young one. And, uh, you know, there, there were a lot of struggles. Like I said, she had him when she was very young and he grew up in the split home. And uh, most of the time he spent with her, he spent a little bit of time bouncing around. He went back to stay with his father. He stayed with his grandfather for a bit. So his life was not easy by any stretch of the imagination. And yet he's, you know, turned himself into a very, successful young entrepreneur and that's possible for any of the young people out there uh, that you're working with and we just got to keep sharing these types of stories and and providing them with the necessary support inspiration and encouragement that they need because that's the only way i mean the the world when we look at television and all of these different uh outlets social media, you know, listening to the lyrics of songs on the radio, it doesn't give a lot of hope. So it's up to us, the caring adults, to give that hope and inspiration to these young people. So, uh, you know, I really 
encourage uh, all of you out there listening to tell other people about this show. And, you know, as I said, over time, it will get better and better. Uh, it'll be more uh, precise and focused as I get better at learning how to present in this format. But there's so much out there for these young people to see. There's so much in the world for these young people to learn about, to give themselves a sense of, of hope and a sense of, of uh, adventure that they can experience as well. So we just want to make sure that we continue to, to do that, to encourage them. And I want to tell you guys a little bit more about uh, the radio station, 21.6 The Net, your daily dose of encouragement. And if you want to find out more about the shows that will be airing, you can go to www.216thenet.com. Click on the lineup and it will give you all of the shows and the times that they originally air. However, you can catch replays of all of the shows by simply going to 216thenet.com or by downloading 21.6thenet app for iPhone or your Android device. Uh, at this time, we will be transitioning into the interview portion of the show where we will have my good friend, Mr. Lewis Draz Asbury. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here at the Always Believe in You show, we have our very first guest, my friend, entrepreneur extraordinaire, Lewis Draz Asbury. Draz, what's going on? Man, nothing much, man. You called me in the middle of a few projects, as always. You know, that's how it goes down, but, you know, working hard. Hey, this guy stays busy all the time. <laughs> it's a huge inspiration to me. Appreciate now, it. Draz and I met, how many years ago has it been? Uh, that was around... I want to say about 2008, maybe, seven, eight. So we've gone on about 10 years yeah, yeah. of uh, knowing each other. And when I first met Draz, uh, again, like I said, we worked together at a company, and I found out that he was a rapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was a huge music fan, still am a huge music fan, fan of hip-hop. I don't like rap. <laughs> That's another story for another day. Uh, but huge fan of hip-hop, so asking for the CD. I got it, checked it out. The man had skills. And from there, I watched him start working on different projects. He would bring projects to me and, you know, say, hey, D, check this out for me. Let me know what you think. And I, I, I was honored that you thought enough of my listening ears yeah, to yeah. give me the projects like that. Yeah. Uh, but then you ended up leaving uh, the place we were working at and mm. you started doing your own thing. And I thought, man, what the heck is this guy doing? Because <laughs> I remember when you were leaving and I was like, OK, what you got going on next? And you said, man, I'm just taking a leap of faith. And yeah. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. Can you tell us what it was that you first jumped out to do after you left uh, Volkswagen Credit? Um, really, it's, 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 been, it's been a lot of different things, for real, for real. Like, I, I can't really put it into one box and say, you know, I stepped into this puddle or stepped into that. Like, I just dove into the ocean. You right. know, it just, just kind of took a little different things. But, um, you know, I, I had um, started, you know, just went graphic design pretty much is what I do now. You know, okay. I mean, I, you know, I'd done music. I was doing music heavy then. So, of course, I wanted to get those projects out. And then I had a couple of artists under my belt that I was that I was managing. So it was like I was getting my stuff out of the way in preparation for them to take off. And then, um, you know, shortly after that is it came to this. It came to the graphic design. It came to the print marketing and things like that, you know, that I do today. So OK, so you. You said you went to school for graphic design. Right. What was the inspiration behind that? Like everybody's got some kind of story <laughs> as to why they chose what they wanted to do. What was yeah. it about graphic design that 
caught your attention? Um, it was, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. So with that, um, and I said it in, in musically, going back to the to the music ties, I said that in one of my recent songs, one of my bigger songs, that um, I would drive by the um, the Regal Theater on the south side of Chicago and they had the big iconic murals on the side of the building and things like that. Right. And I, I would always look at that and say, man, that's that's some amazing art. Not as a kid, I didn't say amazing, but right. you know, I was like, man, that's some cool art, you know, whatever <laughs> right. I said at the time, you know, and it, it just kind of like took from that and I started um, uh, doodling in notebooks and notepads and things like that. And one day, um, one day my parents got a hold of my notebook. They didn't know I was doing that. They got a hold of one of my notebooks and they was like, what's going on here because it was some pretty graphic cartoons and things like that so okay. you know from that um they kind of um pushed me to to go to columbia they had introduced me to columbia and said you know this is a school that does arts and things like that arts media and things like that and um so you know with that i went um but i still had a love for music so i double majored i had um i took computer animation um, and then I also did, um, you know, music business, of course. But yeah, from you know, from the computer okay. animation thing, it you know just took off from there. So you were you were doing the music before graphic design, or before yeah. you decided to jump all the way into it. Right, right. So tell us a little bit about your music background. Like, where did that come from? Because I've read a little bit about your story and about mm -hmm. you watching your dad. Now, yeah, I know your dad yeah. was an entrepreneur as well, and we'll talk about that a little bit right. more. Mm -hmm. But where did the music come from? The music came from, and it goes way back. Uh, the music actually came from my grandmother. Um, she was a world-renowned gospel singer named Princess Stewart, and okay. she often toured. And she was um, she was under the wings of of Mahalia Jackson, and so you know, really, it goes back to that part of it. You know, seeing my grandmother, seeing old tapes of my grandmother. She was a part of um, the original cast of um, Alex Haley's uh, Black Nativity. And, okay. you know, she did a lot of things with that and seeing that and then going into, you know, my dad and my aunts, they had a group uh, called Perfect Harmony, seeing them rehearse and, and sing all over the city and things like that. You know, on a day to day growing up, it was like, man, this music thing is pretty cool. You know, right. so it was it was like, you know, it was, it was me being a sponge at that moment and just taking all of that, all of that in as I was coming up right. and really as an adult, just figuring out what my strengths were and what, it, you know, taking those two things, the uh, the arts and then the music and just figuring out what direction I really wanted to go in, what would be the strongest point. OK. And, and I know uh, also, too, that you had an opportunity to work with two major labels, which mm -hmm is an amazing feat because there are so many people out there on the grind. I, yeah. I know one of them was uh, Akon, yeah. and then it was uh, was a Universal. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I did some writing for uh, for Universal. I got some credits um, under my name, and I did some writing uh, writing for Universal through uh, through a couple of producers that I had worked with. Um, so yeah, it was, um, and then I had actually it was a third one too. I often share that story, and I share those pictures as well. But I uh, would slip and slide. Um, oh, I didn't Slip know that. Slip and Slide Records, yeah, I had, okay. offer, um, had a um, offer on the table with Slip and Slide, which is one that I declined. Um, you know, that's why I often share that, you know, share those stories, because I feel like we don't have to accept everything that's being thrown to us. You know, not every deal and every opportunity is a good opportunity for us. So. Okay, and where did, where did you uh, develop that mindset or that ability to be able to look at a situation and say, man, this is my dream, this is what I want to do, but that's just not quite right. Is that something you learned from your dad or what did you learn it from watching other people fail or where yeah. did that come from? Yeah, I learned it. Um, I just learned it from, from trial and error, really. Um, you know, I've, I've always been one that's, that's not afraid to just step out there and test the bounds, test the waters. And so, 
um, you know, I, I really strive and I learn from my own failures. Um, you know, like I said, my dad, he, he had his business. He had two businesses while I was growing up. He had vending machines um, all over the city of Chicago. And then he had a limousine company as well. And, you know, aside from his singing, but he was an owner, you know. So with right. that, it was already in my blood to be to be an owner and not really put myself in a box and settle for just being someone's employee or being another employee um, number on payroll or something like that. You see right. what I'm saying? So um, with that, it was just really, like I said, taking my talents and the things that I knew I was strong in or passionate about and just stepping out there and saying, you know, testing both, testing everything, and really just kind of see what stays what stays afloat as it as it goes off into the ocean. Just seeing, okay, well, I'm throwing music out there, I'm throwing graphics out there. Let's let's kind of see what takes its course and right. what goes in a good direction, so it'll be something that I can really focus on. So, so in other words, you you weren't looking at immediate gratification. Right. You're playing the long game. Yeah. You're yeah. looking down the road on. How is this going to best help me reach my ultimate goal mm -hmm. and to put myself in a better position in the future? Exactly. You know, because we got a lot of uh, young people in particular, they right. get so engaged in what's going on now and they want that immediate gratification and they don't understand that you have to be patient and you have mm -hmm. to really look trust at things and, and trust the process. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we hear that a lot with the <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers yeah. for those of you who are basketball fans, watch yeah. the NBA. And there's a lot of truth to that. You have to trust the process. And whether it's, uh, you know, business or, or school or whatever endeavor you get involved with, mm -hmm. there's a process involved with that. Definitely. And you have to learn to trust the process. Yeah. Every day you're not going to feel like working. I mean, I, I'm sure there's countless days <laughs> where you wake up and it's like, man, I've been busting my tail all night. Yeah. I don't feel like working today, yeah. but you understand that it's it's a process. Growth is a process. In order exactly. to build that business, it is a process. Mm -hmm. So can you take us through some of the, the processes? Like, let's go back to your music days. Mm -hmm. What what was your process that you used to help you get through those grinds? And like when you had writer's block or whatever, what, mm -hmm. what type of processes did you have in place to get you through the difficult bumps in the road that come for everybody? Um, you know, music specifically, it's, um, it's a hard feel. You know, a lot of people, a lot of aspiring artists, they, they see the end result. You know, they don't know that it took years to get to that point. All right. they see, all they know is they see the jewelry, they see the tours, they see the cars on TV and in the magazines and in the pictures. But they don't know that it actually took years to get to that point, years of building to get to that exactly. point. Exactly. Um, so it's really like, with me, yeah, it was a lot of different challenges, a lot of moments where I felt like quitting, where I felt like giving up, where I felt like I wasn't being heard or no one no one was listening. Um, you know, but then it would always take that one or two fans that will come up to me or that, that I'd see online, they, they'd hit the share button or they'd see me at a right. show and I see them, I look out in the crowd and I'm seeing them, um, you know, mouthing some of the words to my songs or, you know, just different right. things like yeah. that. But, um, you know, really, when it came to uh, to the creative process, it was it was, I would say it 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 was something that I would just go from from the inner. I would channel from the inner. I would go back to like whenever I started an album back then. It's a lot different now because um, you know my musical direction is different. Right. But you know back then I would I would often. Um, you know, just, just ride around the city, ride around my neighborhood, uh, ride around the city of Chicago, music down, music off, windows down type of thing, and just really just soaking in the energy and the um, the vibes and, and everything that I can, that I can, 
just just put in, into me, take in, you know, right, from the city, right. the thing that birthed me, all of the elements that were there, um, you know, whether it be my old neighborhood, whether it be me just, you know, cruising downtown, checking out the skyline. Right. Like, because this, I swear, like, it's a different energy that I get every time, you know, because I lived in the suburbs for, you know, about probably 10 years now. But every time I go downtown or I, I travel towards the city, man, it's a, it's a different feeling that, that I get as soon as I see that skyline. It's yeah. like, man, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm home, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? So, you know, really it's, it's, you know, that those type of things, you know, I sit and I, I sit down and I'm going through beats, I'm going through music and I'm just really like trying to force myself or get myself into that zone, you know? So I'm looking at things that I've accomplished maybe, or, you know, like I said, I go back to the city, I think about, you know, some current events or, you know, just, just really what I want to portray, what I want to do, right. what I want to put out there and what do I want to accomplish. So I just set the goal, set the path and take the necessary steps to get there. Right. So in other words, you don't, you, you weren't necessarily looking for that home run. Right. Right. You wanted to have a, a long-term career, mm-hmm. something that you can look back and be proud of yeah. and say, look at my body of work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and musically like, you know, even though I'm not um, full time with it as I was once before, um, I feel that with that part of it, I've reached the reached the peak or I've reached you know certain marks that that I can still be proud of. Right. You know, I mean, we're we're sitting in my office right now, back here on the ledge. I'm not sure if they could see it, but it's a few of my awards right there. Right. You know that you know the things that I've accomplished musically that you know, I constantly sit and I look back and I say, okay, I did that. Right. You know, did, or, yeah. you know, I got things that I share online, like my feature in the Source magazine. You know, I, I look at that and I'm like, yeah, I did that. I accomplished that. I got several videos, several performances, interviews and things like that online. I can look back and I say, okay, I did that. Like not a lot of people can actually say that. They can say right. they want to do it, but they lack that, that, one thing which is taking that initial step taking that leap going back to what you said in the beginning just taking that leap taking that initial step and going out there and doing it right okay and speaking of i'm glad you said that because uh, my next question i was going to ask you about the book okay you yeah. the book was that uh 2014 that right? was yeah 2014 2014 yeah. uh so drags wrote a book and it was, it was for inspiring people that are looking to jump out into entrepreneurship but just taking a leap at anything yeah. it's called from from start date to startup yeah yeah right so tell us about the inspiration behind that and that whole process and how that came about yeah the uh the title itself is is self-explanatory like when we go um for a job or we go for a job interview we get that offer letter or we get that that email confirmation that's that's saying okay here's your start date and you know that's what a lot of people long for and that's the energy that's that's the feel or that's the excitement that that people get it's like oh right. i got the job i got the job you know right. and I, I got that start date now this is where i start um, you know, and so, so with me, that's what it's been, you know, it's been that, you know, this is my start date type of thing, but now I'm going from start date as an employee to taking that leap of faith and, you know, going to a startup business. Um, when I wrote that book, it tells my journey from my many trials of employment, my different fields, my many trials of employment, the positions that I've held and everything that I took from those in order for me to put back into my business. If I had a customer service position, now I'm using those skills that I learned right. there and I'm putting it into my business. Right. You know, if I had something in, you know, packaging or manufacturing, I'm doing that, you know, with my business. I'm learning how to ship. I'm learning, you know, everything that I did, I'm placing it into my business. And so that right. pretty much I look at those or I use those um, 
as as examples of of you know my training you know the years of training because I didn't go to school to do this you know not right. per se you know I didn't go to school to do this but I use real life training and and you know from my employment and the situations I was in right and that makes a whole lot of sense and and I like you know that you said how you went to the different jobs mm. and you gathered the information you gathered yeah. what you needed yeah. to move you on in life yeah. yeah and I think a lot of uh young people in particular you know they frown about going to school and they frown about you know some of the things that us older folks try to put yeah, into them. School is not for everybody. And school is not for everybody. It's a good thing, definitely, but it'll yes. take you a long way. So I'm not definitely not shying away from that. You know, but right. education is everywhere. You Edu- know, exactly. So. Exactly. You you don't have to get it. But while you are in school, take what you can from it. Even if that's yeah. not your end goal to do whatever is uh whatever education or whatever professions that come out of schools you may have something completely different mm-hmm. but there's something you can get out of it just like Draz here knew yeah. that those jobs they were not his long game they were not the end result for him right but he still pulled out everything that he needed from those situations yeah, yeah I still gained something from it even though it's not something that I'm doing today I still gained from it and don't get me wrong I still went to school you know, I'm just not doing, you know, what, exactly. I, what I particularly went to school for. You know, music business management, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing that, dabbling with it. But, you know, this is my bread and butter right here. You know, right. I'm still doing what I do. So, I mean, you know, we, we go to school and we're still learning things that we can apply to what we're going to, you right. know, what we're going to be doing. So Right. And uh, you said uh, also you did some or still do management for some artists. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What What is that like? Because so you went from uh, being a music artist yourself Mm -hmm. and then you also jumped into the field of being an entrepreneur with the graphic design business right but then management so that that's i mean it's it's closely tied to the artistry but what is the difference in that from the other two endeavors that you've been involved with uh the management uh part of it is is behind the scenes you know really i'm I'm taking everything that my failures because like i said I, i learn and i move off of my failures you know, many situations I've been in, I've looked at myself as, you know, when I apply it to that position, to that, you know, to that hat right. that I wear, I, you know, apply my failures to that. You know, when I'm speaking to an artist or when I'm pushing an artist or putting an artist out there, I say, okay, well, I tried this and this is what I learned from it. So with you, this is what we're going to do, you know, because it didn't work when I tried it. But from that failure, this is what I learned. Right. You know, so we're going to try that with you now. You know what I'm saying? This is the direction we're going to go because now I learned, I knew that that route failed, but I know this works. So, bam, there you go. We're going to put this behind you now type of thing. So, you know, that's that's a lot what, um, that's where that goes. You know, that's that's pretty much where that comes from is, you know, me being an artist myself, being an artist right. first and taking the things that I've done, the record deals, the, the contracts that I've looked at, right. and, you know, the the looking at shows, the opening positions, the opening act positions that I've had, all of that pretty much from you know from what I did as an artist I'm taking it I'm giving it back because of course music that I do and music that I enjoy you know it's not what's popping you know it's not what's out there it's not what's popular so of course I'm gonna take that knowledge and I'm gonna give it to somebody else who has an opportunity you know definitely take that uh, what we call back in you know back in the day is that take that OG position right you know and and birth somebody else or pass it down to somebody else that you know that's that's up now Right. And you talked about uh, being involved in opening acts. Um, Mm -hmm. This man right here with the band that he had. I know where you're going. You know where I'm going. (laughs) This this man right here created a band, Aquarian Gemini. Yeah, yeah. 
And he had the honor of opening up for the legendary Roots crew. Now, yeah. all of you may not know who they are, but for those of you, you who need do, to know. you need to know. <laughs> that That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So yeah. I remember uh, being a part of that and uh, coming out with with the crew and, you know, seeing you guys get down on stage. And that was a, a fun, exciting time. Definitely um, was. So who, who, are, who was the most influential person musically for you? And then after you answered that, uh, besides your dad, who's the <laughs> right. most influential entrepreneur mm -hmm. that you look up to? Okay, so the most influential person musically? Um, I really can't say one person. All right, well, <laughs> give, give me you know, a... And that's, and that's really because, like, I'm, I'm versed with music, so it's like I pull from different, you know, different things. People inspire right. me for different reasons. You know, different right, things right. that people do would inspire me. So it's like I may take from a Jay-Z you know, and say, okay, you know, I like his wordplay. But then again, you know, coming back home, you know, I like Common. You right. know what I'm saying? Because he was raised three blocks from me, so I feel like he can relate to what I do. You know what I'm saying? Or I can relate right. to him, I should say. Makes sense. You know, but then definitely from a storytelling point of view, I like Nas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, it's it comes from different directions. You know, right. but then, you know, talent-wise or, or, you know, taking a more art direction, um, you know, Kamasi Washington on the jazz side. You know, so, you know, I like the way he, you know, the way he constructs, you know, musically puts a piece together. So, you know, all of my inspirations musically come from a lot of different different areas. Different <laughs> different sources and genres. Yeah. Yeah. And I take all of that and I put it into, you know, who I am and what I do. You right. Know, so. And then as far as the uh, entrepreneur, who who's that person outside of your dad? Who is mm -hmm. that person that either back in the day you looked up to or mm -hmm. maybe somebody now that you look up to and you say, man, I like what they represent. I like right. what they do. You know, I can learn a lot from them and, and kind of following that footstep. Uh, to be honest, it's Jay-Z. Um, you know, definitely. Um, you know, and I feel I say that because I can relate to, you know, I, he has the music aspect. He has the music artist right. aspect. But then, you know, he has that, that hustler in him, um, you know, which is, part of my background where I come from being in the inner city, inner city, it's like, you know, that, that hustler mentality, that go getter mentality that, you know, he took a negative and turned it into a positive thing right. and all of the things that he does. And that's why, um, you know, I continue to do what I do. I put myself, I wear different hats and I put myself in different positions, you know, like Hove said in one of his songs, you know, see himself writing 16s in between running 16 businesses. You know, I felt that because right. that's, that's, you know, something that I do. I told you when you were setting up, I was like, yeah, I was down here writing a verse the other day. Right. <laughs> you know, I wrote a 16 the other day because I got a call from, you know, from an artist I'm working with that said, I need you on this song. So put aside what I was doing project wise. And I said, all right, let me write six, you know, quick 16 real quick and then get back to my business, you know, and then right. put everything back into that perspective. But, um, you know, I like a lot of, I like a lot of things that, that Jay-Z is doing business-wise. Um, you know, a lot of it, of course, is risky, and that's that's the uh, that's the ode of an entrepreneur. You know, you gotta be right. able to want to take risk and not, not afraid to fail. Right. You know, so that right there in itself is like, you know, definitely he's tried a different, you know, a lot of different things, and he's not the only one, but definitely he's tried a lot of different things. Some have failed, some are very successful. Um, you know, some have burned some bridges, but then at the same time, they've built some others. He right. took the ashes from those burnt bridges and placed them on another, you right. know, right. and continued to move forward and right. continued to persevere. So, you know, that's that's why, you know, I say that, you know, definitely, especially with his last project, because it was a, 
um, the 444 album. Um, there great, was, great album. There was a lot of um, there was a lot of information given in that. Yeah. But then as a turn, um, a guy that I've been following, a financial expert that I've been following online for years, Ash Cass, he wrote a book breaking down the financial aspect of 44. And so I took that 444, and so I studied that. After listening okay. to the album, you know he has a um, he has a book, um, you know that's called actually 444, the wake up call, where he's taking a lot of information that Jay Z put and released to us musically, and he puts it from him being a financial aspect uh, expert. He breaks down the back end of it and saying, you know, when Jay Z said this, this is what he meant. Okay. You know, you know when he said merely, merely eating off these streams, this is what he meant. He meant streams of income. Right. Exactly. Of and a lot of people. Because a lot of people, a lot of people off top, they would think that he's talking about title or talking about you know music streams. Right. But it's like no, he's talking about multiple streams of income. Right. You know because the most successful people in the world, they have those multiple streams of income that they feed off of and continue to go with. Right. So it uh, sounds like a good book for a lot of people to check out yeah. because. To the average listener, like I, I picked up on that yeah. when I heard the song, yeah. but I don't think everybody did. No. no. So uh, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty pretty neat. That that uh, what's the guy's name? His uh, name is Ash Cash. Ash Cash. The book mm -hmm. is four forty four. So check that out. Uh, and you mentioned something about uh, failures, uh, about learning from failures. Uh, if you don't mind sharing, what would you say has been your biggest failure, as far as your uh, entrepreneur career? Mm -hmm. And what did you learn from that? My biggest failure, um, my biggest failure came right after I released that book. Right after I released that book and I talked about um, from start date to start up, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, everywhere um, that you can get a digital copy online. Um, right after I released that book, like I said, that book talked about my life up until that point, you know, me coming from a start date and taking the leap of faith into my startup. Right. Right after I released that book, I released that book in May um, of 2006. And uh, right after I released that book, um, I took a big failure. I lost my home. I lost my office. I had to sell all of my equipment. Um, yeah, and um, music or, or this? All of this. You okay, know, all, all of this, graphic all design of this equipment. Yeah, all okay. of my graphic design equipment, all the way up down to my computer, which was my main source. You know, right, I, I right. invested a lot. Um, <clears throat> and I say that was my failure because I quit my job, as I stated in the book. I quit my, my, um, my full-time job, but I did it. I feel like I did it prematurely. Um, because it was like I was feeling myself and I was like, you know, yeah. man, things are going good. I got a few, you know, I'm doing this. So I woke up one day and I said, you know what, I'm not coming in. And then he said, you calling off? And I said, no, I'm not coming back. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, because it was like I was getting excited. I was feeling the adrenaline and I was getting excited, but I didn't have a plan. So, you know, I just knew that this is going good, so this is what I'm going to do. But I didn't lay out how I'm going to do it. You see what I'm saying? Right, so, yeah. you know, right after that, I started <clears throat> um, putting a lot of money, everything that I was making, I started readily reinvesting it, which is cool, but I was reinvesting it, but not putting aside. You know, I wasn't forecasting. Right. So everything that I made was going back into it, but then it was like, man, Dress, you still got bills. Right, right. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? So right. it was like, you know, I was investing it faster than it was coming. I was reinvesting it faster than it was coming. And so, you know, with that, I play, I play with money a lot smarter now. I play with my investments a lot smarter, and I'm more frugal with my money and things that I put out there. Um, and 
going back to what we had just said about the uh, the 444 wake up call book, mm-hmm. that helped me. You know, that was a tool that helped me um, look at money. That and it's another book, um, Financial Freedom, uh, My Only Hope, which okay. both kind of feed from that 444 album Jay-Z put out. But Financial Freedom, My Only Hope is uh, Jeremiah Brown. Okay. A guy named Jeremiah A. Brown, who's another financial expert. But using those two books right there, those two uh, tools, they really helped me map out and put, you know, use money into a different perspective. Now, when I invested into not only this business, but other businesses that I have, I just launched another business in January. The T-shirts? Yeah, the Shirt and Sign uh, sign sign. Supply Company. So, you know, like I said, it's, it's really like that was my biggest failure because I moved down to Atlanta, Georgia, you know, thinking that, okay, what I do would be good down there because it's a lot of entrepreneurs down right. there. It's a lot of opportunities. It's a lot, it's a heavily supported area. People support each other, different things like that. But I went down and blindsided. Like I didn't know anybody. Well, I knew a few people, but right. you know, I didn't have enough to keep me going, keep me afloat versus right, right. what I do now. Um, so it was like, I took that leap of faith. I quit put everything I had into the business, you know, and then everything that was coming, everything I had saved, I put it into the business to get my, got my initial fund, you know, got my initial equipment, got a new computer, got a lot of printing materials and things like that. And then once all of that ran out, I started having to use money that was, that was coming in that I was making off of the projects. I was cutting a lot of shortcuts, cutting a lot of deals. My pricing wasn't together, you know, so that's why I say it was a lot. It was, it was premature because I didn't have all of that together. Right. You know, so with that, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe this was too low because I'm just making enough. (laughs) You know, I'm not making any overhead with it. I'm just making enough to cover costs. But what about these bills? Right. (laughs) You know, so, you know, definitely took a uh, took a big financial hit, sold everything, lost my home, my office, sold all of the equipment, went down, went from a big, glorious uh, Apple Mac down to a little bitty used pawn shop purchased uh, (laughs) laptop. Okay. You know, and I was just getting it wherever I could at that moment just to kind of revamp. And so that's what brought me back to the Illinois area because for one, that's where all of my support was. You know, a lot of my a lot of my funding, a lot of my support, a lot of my customer base that's there, that's here. You know, so right. that's how I was able to rebuild. Coming back, I was able to regroup, rebuild, and continue to go from there. Okay. So what what was it that made you continue to push forward like because a lot of people what you just described a lot of people would have just folded up shop quit went back to the nine to five (laughs) and said hey i I can't do this right what what was the drive like what what was your why because the one thing that i hear all the time and we talk about all the time is that if you really want to accomplish something really great you have to have a big enough reason why what was your why my why was um, my why was a couple things. Um, my why was a phrase, um, and I just printed it on a poster that I'm gonna hang in my office. But my my one why was a phrase that is always too early to quit. You know, so at that, keeping that in the back of my head, you know, there's I feel that there's always a chance or an opportunity or a reason or a moment that we should hit that reset button. But right. we should never hit that hit that off switch, you know. So definitely, it's always good to hit the reset button. You know, go back, think, you know, think about or reflect about what's happened up to that point right. where you went wrong. Realize where you went wrong, using that reset button and continuing to go from there. Versus just hitting the off switch and saying I'm done and saying the heck, with it. <laughs> yeah. you know. So you know, so that's that's definitely um, 
that's definitely one thing. And then also, um, you know, there's another quote or another phrase that I that I like, which is, um, you know, when things begin to get tough or when you feel like everything is coming against you, remember a plane takes uh, takes off against the wind. Right. You know, yeah, so I've you're continuing. Yeah. So you're yeah. continuing to push forward, even though you got these heavy winds coming or you got all of these doubts, you got all of this coming at you. You know, that plane is continuing to take off and rise and right. soar. You know, and so I use those things to keep me going. You know, whenever it gets tough, whenever I feel doubtful, whenever things get slow, it's like I'm going to continue to push, you know, stay innovative and continue to push. Like I was telling you um, when you were setting up and you asked me, you know, about this or that, you know, what, what got me into this, I'm not going to go into detail with it because I don't know what questions you have, but um, – right. You know, you asked me how this and that, and I said, you know what, you know, everything is, is a competitive nature, so you always got to have two steps or three steps ahead. Right. Always have another trick up your sleeve, pretty much. Right, right, right. Um, that was something you said that uh, kind of uh, triggered me, uh, and then I lost my thoughts. So <laughs> forgive me. I'm getting old, man. I'm 43. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm 43. With these interviews, I continue to go, 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 so I'm sorry no, about hey, that. Hey, no, no, know. no, no. Go with it. Go with it. Yeah. Um, so... One question uh, as we uh, get close to wrapping up here that I want to ask you. Mm -hmm. If you had the opportunity to talk to young Drass, <laughs> like late teens, early 20 Drass, right. what advice would you give yourself about life, about business, about success? If I had an opportunity to talk to, to young Drass. Talk to young Drass, <laughs> yeah. Um, if I had opportunity to talk to young Drass, I'd... Um, Really, the only thing that I would say is just keep going. Um, because although, you know, young Draz was different from old Draz, <laughs> you know, which is who I am now, um, it was a lot of things that, that made me, a lot of things that I went through back then that made me who I am today. You know, whether it be my stint with the street life, you know, different things like that, things that I took from that, you know, it's really my my competitive nature, my hustle, my right. grind. You know, so I really, I really wouldn't take anything from who I was then, you know, because all I would say really is just keep going because it's all going to work out. And that goes back to the beginning of the interview where we said trust the process. Right. You know, because it's like everything that you're going through now or everything that you may be facing or everything that's set out right now, it's for a reason. You know, so definitely you got to you, you should trust the process and continue to go because everything that you're getting, everything that you're going through, those are educational tools that's going to continue to that you're going to use later in life. Pretty right. Much. Right. Makes sense. And I remember what I was going to say. You you talked about uh, when you're talking about how you lost everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a, a quote. I don't know if you listen to Tony <clears throat> Robbins at all. Yeah. But Tony Robbins talks about if you have if, if you have a problem that money can solve, you don't have a problem. Yeah. You yeah. just have a, a resource problem. You have yeah. an idea problem. Mm -hmm. And so I like how what you did was you didn't look at it and say, okay, I've got money problems. I need to stop. He's like, I got to come up with a different plan. I've got to come up with a different idea. I've got to maneuver some resources in order to make things happen. And, uh, and that's funny you say that because just yesterday I put um, I posted a, I made a post on Facebook yesterday that said wealth is not in the amount of money you have, but in the amount of options that you have. Right. You know, so definitely that kind of plays into that as well, because it's like, yeah, that money can run out at any point. But with those options and those resources, you'll be able to continue to go forward and put and continue to push. Right. And uh, Eric Thomas, uh, E.T., the hip hop preacher, he also talked about that and mm -hmm. saying that you could take everything away from me, but as long as I have my books and some other resources, 
I can get that stuff back. Yeah. But if you take away my mind, if you take away my knowledge and information, then I'm lost. So and as long as you're continuing to learn, as long as you're continuing to grow and build off of your life experiences, you'll be great. Yeah. Uh, so my, my last question is, so we know what you would tell young Draz mm -hmm. to the listeners out there, the, to, to our uh, listeners who are going to be sharing this with, with some young people, right. you know, giving them uh, an entrepreneur to look at, somebody that they can kind of follow. What advice would you give them, uh, particularly to the, to the young person out there that says, well, I don't think I can make it because I come from a poor background or I don't think I can make it because I didn't grow up with an entrepreneur in the household mm -hmm. or, or around me. What would you say to those people? I would say be that uh, be that exception. Um, you don't you don't really have to like labels don't last. You know labels don't last. Labels fall off. They fade. Things like that. So if you're saying that if you're placing that label on yourself or you're wearing that label on yourself that you're from the lower class or you don't feel like you have that that internal inspiration in your household, that label will fade. That label right. will fall off. You know and definitely you can you can continue to grow and build your own. Be your own person. Like don't don't you know, go with the flow of what you know, you know, uh, what you're used to or what you're accustomed to by your surroundings, but definitely right. be the flow, you know? So if it's something that you want to do, step outside and do it. Like you don't necessarily have to say, you know, my mom or my dad, they, they were employees. They just want to do this, you know, but I don't have that in me or it's not what I see. So I can't be an entrepreneur or I can't be a business owner. Right. Or I can't be a basketball player or a singer or whatever you want to be, you know, be that you know what I mean especially nowadays like when I was coming up we didn't have the internet you know so right now that's is. information right there literally at the at your fingertips right you, know, you can google anything right now yeah <laughs> you know I mean it's kids watching you know YouTube and learning things now like in my trade in my business that's how I learned how to do a, a you know a few things a few tricks and a few different things right. that it's I there. didn't learn in school you know I ran the, I ran to the to the internet, you know, and, and tried to figure this thing out, got information there. So, I mean, it's not, there's no excuse with right. that, with that right. tool at all, <laughs> you know, but you know, it's, it's so much information out there. You definitely want to continue to look at multiple sources instead of saying, you know, taking it from this one place, you know, so, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be some trial and some errors some failures and things like that, but that's where you learn. That's how you learn. So, you definitely want to just really just continue to push and be that exception, you know, put that right. on you because remember labels fade, you know, they fall off, they fade, they crack, yep. you know, whatever it is, <laughs> right. you know, peel off, <laughs> right. They peel off, you know? So, I mean, whatever your label is right now, or whatever place you're in right now, it's not forever. It doesn't have right. to be, you Absolutely. know, forever unless you, unless you wear that, unless you put that in you. Absolutely. All right. And uh, Draz, if, uh, if, if any of the listeners, anybody uh, that'll be watching this on YouTube, want to get a hold of you for uh, any business or maybe, you know, bring them in to talk to your art classes or your graphic design classes mm -hmm. for uh, your college professors or whatnot. Uh, how would they get a hold of you? Um, I can be reached. Um, my website is DrazCreative.com. So that's D-R-A-Z Creative.com. Um, same thing with the email address, info at DrazCreative.com. Or you can just, just search me, Draz Asbury. And, you know, a Lewis Draz Asbury, and it'll pull me up. You know, definitely any social media, you can pull me up, contact me there, um, you know, through the website or the email. All right, good deal. So uh, this will uh, conclude the interview with Mr. Uh, Draz Asbury. And uh, continue to listen to... 21.6 The Net. There are other fantastic shows that will be available. And as I always say, keep striving, stay humble, 
and always believe in you. Definitely. Till next time. <laughs>